I'm really curious about why we're here today, Rebecca. Come on, you're you're so good at surprises. <laughs> yeah, why did I bring you here on this beautiful New Year's podcasting session? Yes, I'm asking the very same question. Um, Mom, because New Year's is a great time to talk about feelings. I think probably most days are good days to do that, but mostly we're so busy. I guess that's why I'm excited about the new year is because it's kind of the international holiday of my favorite activity, which is reminiscing. Hmm. It's like the best of both worlds. You love goal setting. I love reminiscing. New Year's is the holiday made for this mother-daughter combo. Right on, sister. I mean, daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my mom. And I am Rebecca Garza-Bortman, and this is Advice from Mom. We're bringing you one more special episode before we kick off season two, because it's the new year. And the new year is a time when we feel like advice is coming at us from all directions. And then we try to forcibly apply it to ourselves with the glue of resolution. The listicles abound. How to fail proof your new year's resolution with one simple trick. How to munch hack smarter snacking in 2018. How to become a self-care superhero and mindful meditation warrior. Do this one resolution and you'll never believe what happens next. While I am definitely guilty of loving snappy slogans, and I even sometimes give in to a mini mantra for this intergenerational cross-country mother-daughter advice column podcast, I want to strive further. I want to bring you more. I want us both to go beyond the resolution. Here at Advice from Mom HQ, we believe that the potential of the new year really can't be summed up in just one phrase. And that self-improvement and self-reflection can come in a lot of different forms. And I've found some interesting rituals from around the world to make my case. But as my favorite listeners know, despite my strong opinions, I don't claim to be an expert on anything. Much like you, I am here to learn. So say hello to the real expert of advice from mom, a psychologist and family therapist with over 35 years of experience coming to you from freezing cold Pittsburgh to warm our hearts. Happy New Year, dear listeners. I hope you've missed us because we've missed you. Yep, I'm talking about Dr. Elizabeth Skabinski-Bortman, or as we like to call her on the show, Mama B, and as I like to call her, Mom. And one last thing, I'd like to remind all you self-helping superheroes and self-care savants that this podcast is for informational purposes only. It's not intended to offer diagnosis or treatment for any medical or psychological condition. And all treatment decisions should be made in partnership with your health professional. Okay, now let's go. Beyond the resolution. Maybe you can hear. I'm getting over a cold. Oh, yeah. And I feel like a kind of going from being sick to healthy Mm -hmm. is this amazing feeling. Yeah. (laughs) Like even if, like the first day you're better. Like even if you just go to like being 20% better, it's like a new lease on life. Yeah, it really gives you an appreciation. Yeah. And I think the new year has that potential too, to be this kind of new lease on life. Mm -hmm. But it also Mm -hmm. is a time when there's like a ton of pressure. There's a ton of pressure to like 
get in shape and commit to a new year's resolution and find a new job or like all these things of like, change your life, change your life, change your life. Right. Right. And I think there's some amazing new year's rituals Hmm. that don't deal with that kind of pressure, but just deal with the beautifulness of transition. So I wanted to take you on a little research journey that I did Okay, where I looked into different New Year's rituals from around the world. And I want to talk about what we can learn from each one. I like that. Uh, uh, international flavored surprise. Um, we celebrate the Jewish New Year as well, which happens in the fall. And mm-hmm. there's all these amazing traditions that go around that. But we still celebrate this this New Year's. And I think a lot of cultures celebrate the countdown to midnight and then the refresh of the new year. Most parts of the world think it's 2018 now. So what are they doing to celebrate it, to note it? Um, There's some really, like, really fun transitions. Like in Latin American countries, it's really common to wear red underwear on New Year's. It's like a good luck charm. Oh, and... uh I wonder if to really make it um, stick, you need to show people your underwear. That is, that is the real question. And also, the, I mean, of course, there's a, like a lot of superstitions around the New Year's, too. Like um, in Colombia, they actually they do this thing where they throw three different types of potatoes under a bed. Mm-hmm. And, and then without looking, you have to like pick out one of the potatoes and it like symbolizes what kind of financial year you're going to have. Hmm. Uh, there's a lot of traditions with lentils. Like lentils symbolizing abundance and people put them different places. Like you put lentils on a spoon, you put them in your pocket. Like Mm -hmm. this one was also kind of interesting in Denmark on New Year's Day. You want to open up your door and you want to find a pile of broken dishes outside your door Hmm. because everybody like saves up their old dishes Hmm. through the year. And then you go to your friend's house and you break the dishes in front of their door. So if you open up your door and you find a big pile of dishes, that means you have a lot of friends. Huh, how cute. There's all these like cool symbols, you know, mm-hmm. symbols for like what you have in life and um, and what you'll have for the coming year, which I just <laughs> I love when people take the time to kind of add symbols to their lives. Those metaphors, they really uh, communicate in a whole different way than the rest of the words and so forth. Yeah. So actually, that's a perfect segue. There's like three metaphors of these kind of New Year's traditions I wanted to dig into a little more and hear your thoughts on. Okay. So the first one comes from more of a Latin American tradition, and it's the idea of starting the new year by burning the bad. So like actually like writing down the things that you want to forget or the things that you regret happening in the last year Mm -hmm. and like physically burning it. I like that. It's a cleansing burn. Yes. It's like a way to really depart from your your previous self or your previous actions. And it's not so much about forgiveness, but it's just more of a departure, the way the the year has departed. Mm-hmm. I had a little experience this past week with one of my clients, and uh, she was talking about some things that she's talked about for months and months and months and months, but she'd really started to move beyond the bad stuff and was really getting excited about doing some new things and getting new feedback and stuff. And so finally, all of a sudden, she went back to talking about the old stuff and the bad stuff. And so I pulled my wastebasket out from under my desk and I I said, here, put it in here, put it in here. 
And, you know, again, a metaphor to kind of say, really, are we going back there? Yeah. And then she was, uh, she, you know, she was able to move on back to the good stuff. Hmm. It's nice to do something physical to symbolize the, the shift. Like even when I was a kid, you used to do that. You used to, if I was saying something negative, you would, I mean, you wouldn't tell me to write it down and then burn it. But you would have me kind of like pantomime throwing it away or like putting it in a box and closing the box. Do you remember that? I've forgotten I did that with you, but it sounds like me. (laughs) In my office, I have a whole bunch of uh, people's boxes so that they can put their stuff that is unhappy or traumatic and then they can leave it there. But they always know where it is. So in case they need to pull it out and work on it. It's there at Elizabeth's office. So what about that thing you were always talking about? Oh, it's at a box in my therapist's office. <laughs> Another one that's kind of like a cool, you know, transition from fire to light is this idea of letting in the light. So to kind of almost have like a forced darkness beforehand, like this tradition would be about almost like closing all the shutters, closing all the windows, and then... You know, whether it be at midnight or here during the first week of of January, just kind of very purposefully opening up all the windows, all the blinds, everything, and like letting light into your home and kind of finding new ways to to let light into your home as like a very conscious action. And that would make a lot of sense also um, where it's wintry and gray and you know, opening all the shutters and letting in the light can really help boost your spirits in the wintertime. Mm, totally. I mean, do you want to tell the embarrassing story of what you put me through in my childhood? No, I, I'll let you tell it because my memory is, um, I erased, you know, I burned the bad stuff already. <laughs> Good answer. Um, as a child, my mom made me sit in front of a light box every morning while I ate my cereal in the dead of winter in Pittsburgh. Hmm. Embarrassingly, that light box was right by a window where other kids who were walking to the bus early could see me sitting in front of this giant, was it like a three-foot light box? Mm-hmm. It simulated natural sunlight. Bright light therapy. But I think as far as the kids who were walking up the street early to the bus thought... They just saw me sitting in my window, and they further confirmed I was some sort of weird alien. Oh. But what do you think of that tradition of just, like, kind of opening up your house hmm. and letting the light stream in? Do you think there's some mental health benefits to that? Absolutely. In the wintertime, I put all the lights on in the whole house as bright as I can, and I open all the windows. And and it's... Not only symbolic, but it's actually, there's a lot of evidence that people with uh, winter blues have great, can get great benefit from from uh, having a light box. In fact, now the insurance companies are paying for it, some, some of them. Wow. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess to me, the takeaway was just like, look around your space. <laughs> Is it darker than it should be? And is the new year an opportunity to kind of like, I mean, like we even just got new uh, blinds and I didn't even realize how much light was being blocked out. Mm. Now every morning I like 
I open the blinds and it has like a, you know, just this like flood of light fills, fills our bedroom. And it's, it's one of my favorite morning traditions. It's lovely. It's a lovely thing to do. And, uh, it, it works pretty well, uh, for most of us. And remember, remember how you used to say about the, the front door that we really needed to replace it with a door that let in a lot of light. I guess I was thinking about it even as a kid. That's a, yeah, well, you didn't miss it. A single trick, did you? <laughs> okay, so burn the bad, let in the light. And then the third one is focus on just 12 days. Huh? This one's a Bulgarian tradition that I think is just so cool. So the idea is the first 12 days of January, mm-hmm. you symbolize each month of the coming year and kind of think about the feelings and the goodwill that you want to have during that month. I love it. So I know we're letting listeners know about this tradition a little later, but I think it's an interesting thing to kind of explore 12 of something. So, you know, 12 months is quite a long time, even just 12 days. If you take, Mm -hmm. you know, tomorrow Mm -hmm. to represent January and all the way out to December, 12 days from then, and really think about like, what do I want to do with that month? You know, and we so often... I think with New Year's resolutions, expect ourselves to finish it in January. But this idea of like you, a year is a long time and you can do a lot in a year. It's interesting that you talk about this because it's amazing how hard it is to integrate a new change, a new idea, a new step, a new activity into our already busy schedule. Yeah. So there, you know, there are definite ways that you can um, make your experience a success. And boy, having a failure on a, on a, uh, resolution for a new year's resolution, boy, that really is a, that's a bummer. That's a downer. Well, but I guess that's why I'm kind of excited about this 12 days tradition is it kind of gets at the bigger, the bigger picture of you have the whole year, you know? So like, you can't really know that you failed until December. I mean, I guess you could know you gave up trying in January and never thought about it again. But this idea that it doesn't like your opportunity isn't over that quick. Right. I guess that's what I'm excited about is kind of taking it away from this task list of things to do and making it more about like the mm-hmm. the 12 months ahead of you and the kind of emotions you want to feel in each month. Yeah. I wonder if the um the 12 days that folks have any kind of structure to what you do, how you do the 12 day 12 month plan. That would be a one of the key pieces to success, I think. Yeah. We might have to go there to find out. Yeah, we'll have to go to Bulgaria. That's how we have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think if anything, it's almost more, this looks, what I could find about it is it's almost more of a meditation practice, kind of meditating on what kind of month you want to have for those first 12 days. Meditating on anything is a fabulous way to get it accomplished. Yeah. I think we're really lucky too, because if we're, Say a person is trying to make a big change. Uh, for example, uh, the book uh, "Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up" yeah. by Marie Kondo. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so lucky that we have these kinds of 
tools or resources available to us. And uh, it sure makes it a lot easier to kind of envision how I'm going to do this and what happens first and what happens second and what is my time frame Mm -hmm. so that we can be realistic. Yeah. But it's a far cry from meditation. It's true. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it's that balance of the practical and the emotions. I mean, I'm a daughter who loves to reminisce. You are a mom who loves to set goals. The New Year's was made for us. This is like our perfect, it's like our perfect holiday because all those things are coming <laughs> into the spectrum of possibility. Do you remember the time that we had a New Year's party with when you were little and everybody that we invited had little kids? And so we started at about four o'clock and by eight o'clock, everybody had gone home, but we had our little party with our little hats and so forth and noisemakers. And you tricked all us kids. You pushed the clocks forward and gave us a countdown at like, it was probably like 8 p.m., and then it was like, okay, all the kids go to sleep. And everyone's kind of like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Well, yeah, but you enjoyed it. See, in my head, you guys <laughs> just had all the little kids like dog pile on somebody's bed. And then you guys had your own proper New Year's party. That didn't actually happen? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, see, I want to raid your parents. Secret party parents. I know. I know. You. It was always obvious to me. So whether this New Year's you decide to burn the bad or let in the light or make the 12 days symbolic of the next 12 months, we really hope that you and your loved ones have a happy and productive and insightful 2018. And if you have a New Year's ritual that adds a little symbolism and insight to your year to come, I clearly want to hear about it. Share your ritual with Advice for Mom on Twitter, Facebook, or as a comment on Instagram. Advice for Mom is a production of Wise Ones Advice Services. It's produced by Juliet Heinley and me, Rebecca Garza Bortman. Editing by Juliet Heinley. Mixing and mastering by Jake Young. Publicity by Jane Riccobono. Audio assistance by Brian Garza. Our theme music is by my band, Love Jerks. Catch us in Pacifica later this month with more tour dates coming soon on lovejerks.com. And uh, one last thing. We'll be releasing the first of season two in just a few weeks. If you have 30 seconds to spare and you'd like to help us out tremendously, please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and rate and review Advice for Mom. That really helps us get more exposure when we start releasing new episodes. Help Mama Be on her mission to mother a mentally healthier world. If a tree falls on your red underwear, can you hear it? (laughs) Oh, no, no, never mind. I'm sorry.